Hello, welcome to the show today. This is the College Investor Audio Show. We continue in our series where we're talking about graduate testing, specifically the GMAT and the GRE. Today, we will dive in to all things GMAT and what do the scores actually mean from this thing. All right, so we know that preparing for graduate school is kind of like the Olympics, except instead of sporting events, you have exam prep, informational interviews, college applications, and a number of other tasks that require strategic planning and mental fortitude. In these games, the only hurdles in your way are the ones known as self-doubt and procrastination. Before we really dive into this thing, I just want to invite you to go ahead and hit subscribe to the podcast. That would be amazing. You can also share anything you hear ever with anybody. We, we would also greatly appreciate that. And also head over to thecollegeinvestor.com if you want to dive in even deeper on all things money and finances. All right, well, you have come to the right place if you have questions about the GMAT because we're going to walk through this exam option that prospective graduate schools look for, and then we'll curb those anxieties that you may have in no time. All right, the GMAT, or the Graduate Management Admission Test, is a standardized exam used by many graduate schools as part of the admissions process for graduate management programs, such as a master's in business administration, MBA, or a master's in finance. Let's dive into whether this test is actually right for you, the subjects you're going to be tested on, and what your score truly means. Decoding the GMAT. Here we go. It's widely known that taking an admissions test increases your chances of standing out in a competitive applicant pool, especially when you're considering a professional graduate degree like an MBA. The MBA is the most popular graduate degree in the United States, believe it or not, with over 250,000 students enrolled as of spring 2022. It's crazy. The GMAT was created specifically for MBA programs, and more than 2,400 academic institutions accept GMAT scores for admission. As with other standardized college exams, the GMAT helps schools evaluate your professional and academic background in comparison to other applicants. So, what are you tested on, and how is it structured? Test format. Let's take a look. Per the Graduate Management Admission Council, the GMAT exam is designed to test skills that are highly important to business and management programs. It assesses analytical writing and problem-solving abilities, along with the data sufficiency, logic, and critical reasoning skills that are vital to real-world business and management success. Sounds lovely. Here's a quick glance of how it breaks down. Four sections, quantitative reasoning, verbal reasoning, integrated reasoning, and analytical writing assessment. There are 80 total questions, the time limit is a little over three hours, and the score ranges from 200 to 800. The GMAT utilizes a system known as computer adaptive reasoning. Essentially, the exam varies the order and difficulty level of the, of the questions you're asked in the quantitative and verbal reasoning sections, based on a real-time assessment of your performance on previous questions. Crazy. Another unique feature of this exam is the ability to select the section order that works best for you. No joke. There are three options to choose from, and you can find a breakdown of all the different orders and what could uh, work for you in your situation. We have a chart inside this article at thecollegeinvestor.com you can check out. 
But let's break down some of these different sections. The quantitative reasoning section determines mathematical competency and numerical literacy. Yay, by testing your <laughs> ability to interpret data, reason, and solve problems. Questions in this section cover a combination of problem solving and data sufficiency, requiring common knowledge of concepts related to algebra, geometry, arithmetic, and word problems. Verbal reasoning. The three types of questions in this section relate to reading comprehension, critical reasoning, and sentence structure. You're going to be assessed on your ability to comprehend written material, draw inferences from those, evaluate arguments, and make corrections in accordance with the standards of written English. I kind of like that one. Integrated reasoning. So this section will test your ability to read and interpret data in multiple formats. It's designed to stimulate or simulate, rather, the demands of today's business world, data synthesis, decision-making, and problem-solving. The four types of questions you'll encounter are these. Number one, multi-source reasoning, which is just using data from multiple sources to answer yes or no and true and false questions. Number two, table analysis, using a sortable table of numeric data to determine if a set of statements is true or false. Number three, graphic interpretation, using a chart or graph to find a value to complete fill-in-the-blank statements. And four, two-part analysis, which is using quantitative and verbal information to weigh trade-offs and make decisions based on more than just one variable. And analytical writing assessment. This section evaluates skills in critical thinking and communication by assessing your ability to analyze a complex argument and produce a logical and well-supported critique in response to it. Interesting. So you're going to be asked to respond to one analysis of an argument question, often a topic of common interest related to business or a similar subject. Writing your essay does not require previous business knowledge. Rather, your score actually depends on your ability to think critically about the argument and clearly craft your response to it. Online testing. I'll also make a note here that you can opt to take the exam online, which follows the same test structure. Since the GMAT is a computer-based exam, your unofficial score will be displayed on the screen upon completion, which many may find as a helpful, immediate indicator of some next steps. You can even schedule an online exam as soon as 24 hours prior to the test time. It's pretty cool. Both the online and in-person exams can be taken once every 16 calendar days. Keep in mind, though, that you're limited to five GMAT attempts in a 12-month period and eight attempts overall, regardless of the format you test in. Let's take a look at scoring real quick. So your GMAT score isn't just another number to dwell on. No, it's an important indicator of the progress you've made toward joining an MBA cohort. It's also a reminder that you're actively working toward your goals. However, your score does provide insight into your aptitude for graduate school. The total GMAT scores range from 2 to 800, and the Graduate Management Admission Council puts the current average at 582. However, your target school may have an average score that's greater than this. So you're going to want to review your school's website to identify the range of GMAT scores they typically accept into their programs. Generally speaking, though, if you get a 600 or more, that puts your application in prime position. Percentiles. Next to each of your exam scores, four sections plus an overall score, will be your GMAT score percentile. 
Just another way of comparing your results to other people. Percent, we love comparison, don't we? But percentiles are calculated annually using GMAT scores from the previous three years. So, if you see a percentile ranking of 80, for instance, next to your quantitative reasoning score, it just means you scored better than 80% of those who took the GMAT in the past three years. Genius. So we have a table that details all the different test scores and the percentiles. It's a lovely, well-organized table that you can dive into all things percentiles and scores at thecollegeinvestor.com right inside this article. All right, let's dive into test dates real quick. The GMAT does not have a specific test date. Rather, the exam can be taken anytime you're ready and have reserved a spot either online or at your local testing center. And you can schedule an exam up to six months in advance for either testing format. The recommended testing timeline is three to six months prior to the admissions deadline of your target school. Though I do recommend building in two additional months for just you, yourself. This is going to help reduce anxiety as you prepare for the test, and it also allows flexibility in the event of any unforeseen life events. And if it's helpful, the Graduate Management Admission Council reports that test takers who score in the 600 to 690 range spend about 80 hours preparing for the GMAT. Candidates who score over 700 spent at least 90 hours studying. For context, that's almost four full days of non-stop studying, which doesn't sound healthy or even realistic. So keep your timeline in mind and adjust accordingly to allow yourself ample, stress-free preparation. And take a practice test or two. We have links to all kinds of practice tests at thecollegeinvestor.com. Looking forward. All right, so as you navigate the path toward graduate school, remember that the GMAT is a single component of your whole application package, not the sole determinant of your success. Let your score be a testament to your preparation and dedication. Your path to success will involve a myriad of skills and experiences, so try to enjoy them along the way. Now, to leave you with a few reminders and words of encouragement. Preparation is key. Use the resources that we have at your disposal to build a solid study plan and then follow it. Embrace your strengths. Adaptive testing provides an opportunity to excel in the areas you're good at, which helps to make up for the areas where you struggle. Math, algebra, geometry. When in doubt, (laughs) make your best guess. There is a penalty for leaving exam sections incomplete. If you don't finish in a given time, your score will be calculated using the number of questions you actually answered. And because your score decreases with each unanswered question, it's best to go ahead and make an educated guess than to leave anything blank. Keep things in perspective. This is so, so true. Remember that a good... GMAT score is the one that fits within the range of scores of your chosen MBA program. Also remember that two-thirds of GMAT test takers score between 400 and 800, so chances are good that you're going to do well too. Consider the cost to register too, so be sure to save and or set aside that registration fee. In the U.S., the cost of the GMAT is $300 online, $275 in person, and there's a $55 fee for rescheduling too, so Try to stick to your date once it's scheduled. And that is our show for today. We hope it was helpful. Thank you for stopping by. We're so grateful you did. 
If you find this episode or any episode you hear on the College Investor Audio Show helpful, please feel free to share it with your friends and family. We'd appreciate that too. Also, stop by and see us. We're all over social media. Just search for The College Investor and you'll find us. We'd love to help you. If you have any questions, concerns, you just want to talk to us, we like friends too. Again, it's The College Investor. Thanks again for stopping by today and we will talk to you again real soon.